another day that you have blessed us with. I thank you for your living word. I thank you for this wonderful group of ladies and this time that we get to be together. Lord, I ask that you would speak to our hearts, that this would um, be a message that is um, something that someone needs to hear today, that you would speak it through me, that you would bring this revelation that you've given me to life, and that your anointing would flow, because Father, I can't do any of this on my own, and I have to have it with your help. I have to have your strength. I have to have your anointing flowing through me and operating through me to get these words out the way you want them to be said. So speak through me today. I am all yours. Use me how you want to use me in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. So it's kind of even hard for me to see where I'm supposed to be looking on this. So if I'm looking in the wrong direction, I am sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go ahead and get started. So, um, Today, I am going to be talking about the fun topic of confession. And um, I say fun in a sarcastic way because I know that nobody really wants to talk about confession. Nobody wants to talk about their problems. Nobody wants to talk about the deepest, darkest parts of them, the deepest, darkest secrets. Um, nobody wants to do any of that because that's not the fun stuff to talk about. Um, but I do feel like it's important, and here's the reason why it's so important, because James 5 and 16 says, Therefore confess your faults to one another that, and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Right? Another, another scripture says the, prayers of a, the, fervent pray, the fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much, meaning that it is successful, those prayers are successful, and so... Um, I want to talk about the beginning of this scripture that says, therefore, confess your faults to one another. Okay, if I were to look up on my phone right now, um, in the, in the dictionary, what fault means, let me just do that real quick. Okay, the definition of fault is an unattractive or unsatisfactory feature about one person's character. Right, the responsibility for an accident or a misfortune. Okay, so you could say that that would be like your sin, your responsibility for something that you have done wrong. To criticize for or mistakes. Right, and then the third one is being broken by a fault or faults. Okay, so I think that it's important that we recognize that this scripture is not just saying confess everything that you've done wrong. It says, confess your faults to one another. And what that means, I'm going to break that down a little more um, using that definition that I just pulled up on my phone. It means that you can come to God with your brokenness, that you can come to God with the faults that you, that you feel in your heart, the, the brokenness that you feel in your heart. You can come to God with your unsatisfaction about yourself. You can come to God with the things that you find unattractive about yourself. Listen, God is so personal with us. And the only way that we can ever receive the healing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for is by confessing our faults, showing God the real us, explaining to him how we feel, because that is how we allow God to work in those areas of our lives. He's a gentleman. And so God is not going to be the type that's going to force himself on you 
but he will encourage you to confess how you're feeling so that it opens up the door and gives him the chance to work on those areas of your life. Okay, so we're going to go to Hebrews 4 and 14. Hebrews 4 and 14, it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, that's who they're talking about, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace keywords here with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need right so what's this saying this is saying therefore since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens jesus christ let us hold fast to our confession let's stop right there this is what we're talking about here let us hold fast to our confession we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us. Listen, you serve a God today that has became lower than the angels, became humankind so that he could endure the pain that we endure, so that he could experience the emotions that we feel, so that he could experience the temptations that we feel, and so that he could overcome all of it to give us the tools to overcome it all, but to also just relate to you. He is a personal God, and he wants to relate with each and every one of you and through your situation. All right, so it says right here that he was tempted in every way that we are. Let's not just say that he was tempted some way. It says right here he was tempted in every way that we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness. I want to encourage every lady that's listening to this today to approach the throne of God, to approach God with your faults, with boldness, expecting his grace and his mercy to be big enough to heal you, expecting his grace and his mercy to lift that heaviness of burden and shame and guilt off of your life. Okay, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. Right? God wants to heal you. He just needs you to clear out the area in your life for him to operate in it. Okay, so here's the next thing that I want to talk about. We were singing Waymaker last Sunday, and I was praying to the Lord, just asking him, you know, to, to speak to me in that moment. And um, I felt like he told me so plain and clear you have to make way for the moy maker right and this is what i feel like he was showing me if i was talking to the youth sunday let me take a drink real quick i was talking to the youth this past sunday and i was explaining to them how if you've ever been in a situation where you've had to call 911 and you've had to have an ambulance come to the scene you know that it can be very chaotic that people automatically crowd around that scene 
um, people start making impulsive decisions. People might be screaming. Um, they might be um, making impulsive decisions, um, doing things that they normally wouldn't be doing um, because their adrenaline is rushing. And so it can get very chaotic very quickly. And everything seems to be in slow motion and people don't know how to think clearly. And, and I felt like what the Lord was saying to me when he was saying, make way for the way maker is the same way where whenever that scene is chaotic and you've called for help, as soon as the paramedics show up on the scene, everybody makes way for the paramedics to come right in the middle of what's going on to, to, rescue that person and to pull them out of that situation, to load them up on the ambulance, to give them the nutrients that they need through an IV or through medication, to stabilize them, right? If it's an injury, a neck injury, to stabilize their necks, to stabilize their backs. And so I feel like today somebody is going to be listening to this and I want this to, to resonate with you. I want this to be something that you can apply to your life is that maybe God is wanting to come on your scene. Maybe you're calling God and you're saying, God, I need you to show up right now. I'm dialing 911 and I've got to have you on the scene. But when he shows up, are you making room for him to be able to rescue you from that, from that place? Are you making way for the way maker? Are you allowing him to come and sweep you off of your feet and, and give you the stability that you need to give you the nutrients that you need, the, um, the living water that you've been lacking? Are you allowing, are you making room? Are you pushing some things out of the way? Because listen, sometimes I know my husband's the first responder. There are times where he has to push people out of the way to get to the person that is hurt. Listen, God is a gentleman. And so, yes, he wants to show up on your scene, but he's not going to do something that you aren't going to allow or make happen. Okay. So God shows up on your scene because you call for him and he's always going to answer. But it's your responsibility to make sure that you don't have things that are standing in the way of what God wants to do in your chaotic moment or in your fault or in your frustration or in your marriage or in your brokenness, right? And so here are some things that I think about. Your perspective, maybe your perspective of how you think God should be doing things in your life is standing in the way from God making a way in your life. Listen, sometimes God will want to do things his way because he knows what's best. Don't forget that he's the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the all-knowing and he knows what's best and he will do what's best for your life as long as you will allow it and let him. All right. So, I wrote this down. At the beginning of the year, Brienne spoke about how me and her um, did a fight time um, in a Angel Fire, New Mexico, actually. And I think it was the very first fight time of the year. New Year's Eve had just taken place. And so uh, we, went, we went live together for the first fight time of the year. And she was talking about prepare the way for the Lord. 
make way for the way maker. She was, she was letting us know that she has felt so strongly that the glory of the Lord will be shown to us this year. I wrote down in my, in my journal here, at the beginning of the year, Bree spoke about making room for the glory of God. Let's not forget. Let's not forget what God has already given us to the be- from in the beginning of the year. Let's not forget that he's wanting to show his glory to us, to, to rain down on us with his glory. Let's not forget that even if we've made room at the beginning of the year, that there might have been some things that have crept back in your circle, that have crept back in your surroundings that are causing God to not be able to work in your life the way that you're expecting him to work in your life. All right. So the number one thing that I said was your perspective, right? Number two could be your doubt and your unbelief. Why? Because it's so much easier for us to pray for somebody else than it is for us to pray for ourselves and believe that God wants to do it for us. Right. Maybe it's unforgiveness. I know I've talked about that a lot, but listen, it's so important that we don't have unforgiveness in our hearts and it's something that can creep back in. Unforgiveness is something that you might not realize that you have until it's time for you to actually sit down and intentionally say, okay, I'm taking inventory right now. Is there anything in my heart that um, is unforgiveness towards my mother? Is there anything that's in my heart that's unforgiveness towards my father, towards my friend, towards my daughter, towards my son, towards God, towards myself? The enemy is a good deceiver, meaning that he will make you believe something that is not true. Do not allow the enemy to make you believe that everything is okay in your heart when you are harboring some things that are not of God. Okay? The last thing that I said was don't stand by while God's glory, the glory that Brienne was talking about at the beginning of the year, don't stand by while God's glory is being poured out and not receive any of it because you are too consumed with focusing on your problems, your faults, your flaws, your perspective. It's time for us to get our perspective out of the way. It's time for us to get our focus out of the way and say, God, I am making way for the way maker. I'm setting aside my agenda and I'm saying, God, whatever you want to do in my day to day, let it happen. I'm setting aside my expectations and I'm saying, God, if you want to do something else in my life, do it. I'm setting aside my selfish motives. I'm setting aside my selfish ambitions, um, wishing bad things on other people because they've done me wrong. God, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be unforgiving. I'm not going to be merciless. It says in the Bible, Bible that God honors mercy over sacrifice. That's huge, ladies. God honors mercy over sacrifice. We have got to have grace and mercy for the people that are around us every day. Why? Because what if that's the only living example that they ever receive of somebody who is for the Lord? Right? So I want to encourage every one of you today. Confess, whether it's to somebody or whether it's just your alone time with the Lord, confess your faults to him. Show him, show him, tell him the things that are consuming your mind. Tell him the things that are hurting you. 
Tell him the things that are causing you to doubt. Tell him the things that are causing you to look down on yourself. Get rid of that stuff. Make way for God to work in your life. And he's going to do it. All right. So, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for that word. Let it fall on fertile ground today. Let it take let it take root. Excuse me. Let it take root. Let it sprout up. And let it bring fruit. Let it work for your glory. Let the let the mercy that people will start to gain and the grace that people will start to receive, let it let it go out, let it go forth to everyone else so that they can receive more mercy and grace from you. And Father, I thank you for the testimonies that are going to come out of this word. Because you're faithful and you are true to your word. And I thank you for your faithfulness today. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I love you all very much. I am going to get better at this live with the computer, hopefully. And I will see you all later. Have a great Friday. Bye-bye.